0: On the phone with us, attorney, the man who should be the Attorney General of New York State. He ran against Letitia James. Sadly, sadly, liberals chose otherwise, and we have Letitia James instead of Keith Wilford. Keith Wilford is with us. And wow, Keith, the Supreme Court this week, a unanimous ruling, we don't see that too often, the Supreme Court ruled Thursday that state and local governments that seize and sell the homes of people with unpaid property tax and then keep all the proceeds well beyond the amount owed. They've, they said this is unconstitutional. It violates the takings clause. What Keith, tell us about this case and the ramifications for New York.
1: So. James, good morning. And this is pretty important because there's a practice out here that not a lot of people knew about or paid attention to called home equity theft. Uh, What's most shocking about home equity theft is that the thief, in this case, is the government. So here's how it works. Let's say you owe $10,000 in property taxes, but your house is worth a million bucks. If you don't pay, the government forecloses on your house, which everybody understands. But instead of just keeping the 10 grand that the government owes or that you're owing the government, the government keeps the entire million bucks and gives you nothing. Now that sounds like a ripoff. It sounds illegal, but until Thursday when the Supreme court fixed it, it was actually legal in a lot of places. Uh, and so because of this decision now it's illegal. So look, this case, like all of these cases was egregious. The plaintiff was a 94 year old black woman who fell behind on her taxes when she moved to an assisted living facility. County took a property, they sold it, they kept all the money, and that money was over twice as much as she owed the government. So the county won against this poor woman in the lower courts and made this courageous young woman fight all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, it's hard to overstate the impact of this, change because, as you said, all nine justices, that it was a taking that was unconstitutional and violated the Fifth Amendment. Now, New York, because they never you know, miss out on a chance to take people's money or property, uh, has been doing this for years, and we've been talking about it for years and saying it was unconstitutional, but the city has fought us. We've been suing them. Uh, they fought us. They got one of the lower court judges to throw it out. We had to get it reversed up at the Second Circuit. Now they're still fighting us years later, and it's the same situation. The government taking property, usually from black and brown people, usually older senior citizens who worked and saved all their lives. And we're hoping now that this case, where all nine justices said, liberal to conservative, that this is completely illegal, we hope New York City can can come around ending this and, and making those plaintiffs whole.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. When you say we, you you are working with a group of lawyers to do this. Uh is this something that Letitia James, our attorney general, has shown any interest in at all?
1: No, not yet. Uh, I mean, we we certainly would have welcomed that, but no, she is not. Frankly, nor is and, any of the rest of the state government, because, look, let's, let's be honest. Uh, New York's program is almost even worse than the regular approach. Instead of the state or the city just keeping the money, what they do is they hand people's houses to nonprofits they pick. So we, we can see how corrupt that looks, right? Uh, they say it's for affordable housing, but, you know, even if you believe affordable housing programs that the government puts together are a good thing, even if you believe in that, why would you do that on the backs of, you know, black and brown senior citizens who have saved all their lives? I mean, it just, it's just a pretty backwards thing, and we, we are working really hard to stop it, James.
0: Now, I'm sure that some people uh, hearing you are saying, wait a minute, do they only do this against black and brown people? Why is that? Can you explain a minute why the racial component comes into this?
1: Well, you look, a lot of it has to do with neighborhoods whose values have increased a lot. You, you've had you know, neighborhoods that were historically challenged, uh, predominantly black and brown, where because we got crime under control under Giuliani and Bloomberg, you know, those neighborhoods turned around. And now the, the residents there who stuck it out through all the tough years, all the bad years, they have pretty valuable assets, uh, but they don't always have a lot of cash flow because they're still working class, regular folks. And so disproportionately this is happening in those communities that are black and brown. and And frankly, those people don't have lawyers. I mean, remember in this case in the Supreme Court, a 94 year old woman had to fight all the way to the Supreme Court to get the court to say something that to most people is obvious, which is you can't take property without paying for it.
0: Right. Now, what happens? Look, what happens? The Supreme Court ruled. You would think that the city and the state would say, Uh-oh, "Uh oh, this is this has happened. Let's let's get this off the books immediately. Let's let's settle." What happens to people who've already had their property taken? Do they get another bite at the apple? Do they get a chance now with the Supreme Court ruling to get their property back, or at least the value of their property? Or going forward, what happens to the people that are still under litigation here?
1: Well, look, uh, we have a pending litigation. We are going to ask for a class action, which is basically a ruling by the court that everybody similarly situated can participate in the outcome of the lawsuit. Uh, that hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen soon. Uh, hopefully the courts will rule on that, and, and so some of those people who have been affected uh, will be able to get some redress from the courts. For people for whom this happened a long time ago, you know, not as sure, James. They, they may have a problem. They may have an issue. But certainly for, for those who the courts allow us to get redress, we're, we're going to try to get that. I mean, the fact of the matter is we need to get redress for the people who have been hurt for this. But the city also needs to end this, and the other municipalities and the state who are doing this need to just stop doing it. I, I don't think it can be more clear than a 9-0 decision from this Supreme Court.
0: All right, I, I want to throw you a curveball, and, and sorry if it is. One of the decisions that the Supreme Court made that I still find incredibly disturbing was the Quito decision. When they came in, they were, this involved, uh, if I remember, correctly, this woman had, uh, and her husband, or whoever, they had a property in Connecticut, I believe it was, and it was a waterfront property. The state declared eminent domain, took their property away, gave it to a developer, and she fought it. She said, this is my property. She ended up losing the case in the Supreme Court, and to this day, from what I understand, Nothing ever happened to her property. They stole her property. The developer could never finish developing on it. That was handpicked by the city, or or this that that municipality. And to me, this was just kind of open and shut. How do you do this? How do you take people's private property and then give it to somebody else that you're a political crony? Do you think that there is hope in the future? that that issue might be revisited by the Supreme Court. It's very similar to me to this. They take your property under using the power of state government. Take your property, don't give you what you value for the property, and then give the property to someone else. I thought it was egregious. Uh, Do you think that there's a chance that that will ever be addressed?
1: So, so James, you're referring to the notorious Kelo decision. So kilo is the, the same amendment, same consideration of overreach of government power, but a, a different theory. So so the issue in kilo that you point out correctly was that the government took someone's property, and the question there was that the Fifth Amendment says not only do you have to pay just compensation, but it also says that you're supposed to take property for a public purpose, not just, you know, to give it to your buddies. Uh, The Supreme Court, unfortunately, in that case, decided that handing something to a private developer was enough of a public purpose that it was allowed under the Fifth Amendment. I suspect that that decision, which, as I said, is notorious in many circles, is going to get revisited. That is, there are a lot of folks out here who say that there's a reason that the words in the Fifth Amendment are there, that the government can't just wake up and decide to take your property for whatever reason. Uh, They can't take it for nothing. They actually have to pay for it. Uh, and, and that those words actually mean something. And so I think this court is is much more awake to the concept that you have to hew a little bit toward, you know, what the Constitution actually says, and not just have a bunch of politicians wake up one day and rip off people's property that they've worked in slave forks.
0: Well, I certainly hope, and thank you for the good work. I'm going to thank you for the good work on behalf of These people who are, as you said, a lot of working-class people who have worked all their lives, they're now elderly. I've come across so many stories lately that are just disturbing about the way that the elderly are being treated in this country. There was a case a few weeks ago that I talked about a woman in hospice, Keith, dig this, in hospice in her 90s with dementia, was thrown off of the medical program and booted out of the assisted living facility she was living in because I guess Medicaid or Medicaid, whichever one it is, the federal program decided that she was no longer eligible. And they just threw this woman out in the street. And I don't know how any moral society, any moral government can justify treating senior citizens like this. People who, and this woman was in hospice. And it didn't stop these bureaucrats from just throwing this woman out into the street. I don't understand how that kind of thing happens in America.
1: You know, James, look, we're just in a very difficult time where you you have a lot of the, the government and it seems to work on remote control or autopilot. You know, they, they get it into their heads that certain things are okay, even if they're extremely unfortunate. And they, they just start doing things out of repetition. I mean, let's look at this, again, this TPT or third-party transfer program where they take the homes away. This was the 13th or 14th round of doing this. And, you know, we, we've gone to them for years and said, you, you got to stop it. This isn't right. Uh, you know, give these people their property back. I, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, some of these people entered into payment agreements with the city, James, <laughs> after the city took their homes or claimed to have taken their homes and said that, well, we entered an agreement with you, but but we still took it. Sorry. Uh, that, that sort of stuff just has to stop. And it's the bureaucracy that just loses touch with what's going on with everyday people and, and what they're doing.
0: Wow. Well, I'm certainly glad, and I'm sure that the people that you're representing are certainly glad that there is someone fighting for them. And I hope that this case draws so much attention that finally, finally, somebody with a modicum of morality, fairness, and wanting to do the right thing decides it's time to stop this madness and actually treat people like human beings And not think it's okay to you said it, this is a theft. This is stealing the property of senior citizens who have worked for their who have worked all their lives, contributed all their lives, and yet they're being treated like worse than dirt by their own government. And thank goodness there are people like you, Keith, that are absolutely standing up for these people. And I'd love for you to come back and keep us updated as to what happens here.
1: Look, we'll keep you updated. Quick uh, thank you to the other firms who are working with us on this. You know, it's been a long road. We believe that, you know, the the clear indication for the state court means that the the lower courts are going to rule in the right way and, and, you know, resolve these cases. And hopefully the the city and the state will finally get out of their own way and and stop doing something. So, frankly, it's just evil. They need to stop doing it and they need to make a definitive statement. But thank you, James, and hopefully everybody hearing about this will, you know, call their congressman, call their city council person, and say enough already.
0: Thank you. And we'll be talking with you and, and stay updated as to the progress. Keith Wofford, thank you, the man who should be our attorney general. Thank you. We appreciate you spending time with us.
1: Thanks, James. Have a great one.
0: You too.